hello and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have already overcome them, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Join us as we have different guests and topics that address what's going on in our world and culture from a biblical perspective to find and remind ourselves that greater is he on the inside of us than he that is in the world. GTP. Uh, so honored and blessed you've taken out time to join us today. Wherever you find yourself in the world, God is doing good things and he's doing it in your life. Um, today, I want to um, talk about uh, this podcast episode uh, is going to come out towards the end of June. And and uh, this month in the in the world is uh, on my calendar, literally on the phone on my calendar at the first of June. It says that uh, this month is what is called Pride Month, and uh, one one thing one that is used during Pride Month is the rainbow. Uh, and I wanted to do uh, a podcast episode about the rainbow for a while. Uh, you know, you don't want to just do something and say something just cause. You understand. You don't want to just do something or or say something and and uh, it not be the right spirit. You know, you can quote verses, but it not be done in the right spirit. And so I I, I had this on my heart, but I wanted to take time to to be before the Lord, find out what He would have me to say, how He would have me to say it, uh, and that's why uh, here today we're talking about the rainbow. Oh, come on, man! I'm so excited about it. The title of the episode is reading the rainbow. Um, and, and the, the is in italics, uh, in case you're not familiar with, with, uh, scriptures and, and things of that nature. When something is in italics, that means it's not originally there. Uh, it's added by the translator. So I just added the, the, in other words, the title of this episode technically is reading rainbow <laughs> butterfly in the sky. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, uh, I want us to get into this and talk about the rainbow. Oh, I'm so excited about it. Let's pray. Father God, we acknowledge you today. We ask you to direct our path in Jesus name. Amen. Um, so here in Genesis chapter nine is where we're going to start, obviously with, with Noah. This is after the flood, after everything had taken place and God's speaking to Noah and, uh, they're back on land again. And, and, uh, you know, that has to be a relief after, after being, <laughs> you know, in, in this water and going through this trial and tribulation. Here's something we always have to remember as well. Jesus said that as the days of Noah were, uh, so it will be in the day of the son of man returning. And so, uh, let's not ignore Noah. Let's not ignore the things revealed in, in, in the book of Genesis concerning Noah. Uh, these things Jesus said would be happening again, uh, before his return. And, and as it as it was in, in, in those days, it, it would be again. So here in, in Genesis chapter nine, starting verse 11, thus I established my covenant with you. The almighty is talking the Lord God, Jehovah. Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant, which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you. For per perpetual generations, I set, watch this, my rainbow. Oh, my goodness. I set my rainbow in the cloud 
and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. And it shall be when I bring a cloud over the, the earth, excuse me, that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow shall be in the cloud and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all earth that is on the earth. And God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant, which I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Uh, point number one, the rainbow is a sign of grace in the aftermath of judgment. Just like the rainbow in Noah's day penetrated the clouds of judgment, God's grace penetrates the dark clouds of sin and its effect on the earth. We 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 remember, of course, that in Romans chapter five is revealed to us. Verse 20, the law entered that the offenses might abound. But where sin abound, grace does much more abound so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Uh, what is this letting us know? Well, let's look at let's connect it with what happened with with uh, Noah. We see that sins, sins abounding here in this verse in Romans chapter 5 and verse 20 through 21. And grace is much more abounding. So let's pair this with Genesis chapter 6 starting in verse 5 through 8. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness or the sin of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping things and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them. Isn't that a, what a thought that God was sorry that he had made man, that sin had gotten to that point, that sin had abounded to such a point where God, it repented him. He was like, man. God's thinking like, man, I, I might have missed it. Obviously, we know that's not the case, but he's sorry. He's at this point where he's he's like, man, here's here it is, though. Here, and this is what lets you know that God did not make a mistake by creating man. The very next verse. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, if there were if there was no one who repented, and this is a pretty bold statement that I'm going to make, if there was no one here. If there was no Noah in this situation, then I believe God would be right to say that he should have never made man. But the fact that there was still a man, oh my goodness, who operated in the level of faith because the way that we access God's grace is through faith. That operated in faith that found grace in the Lord's eyes lets us know that man is not a lost cause. That's another episode. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Watch this. Noah found grace when sin was abounding. There was grace that did much more abound in the life of Noah and his family. <laughs> the rainbow, ladies and gentlemen, is a sign of God's grace. But here's something, and here's something you have to remember as well. Jude chapter 1 verse 4 says this. Certain men have crept in unannounced, unnoticed. 
who long ago were marked out for this condemnation. Watch this part. Ungodly men who turned the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice the rainbow is a sign of God's grace. Noah found grace in the eyes of God. God's making a covenant with man. God's grace showing up in the aftermath of judgment where sin once abounded. Grace is now super abounded, man. And what we see here is the rainbow is a sign of God's grace. But Jude said that there would be those, there are those who creep in unnoticed that turn the grace of God into lewdness, into looseness, into just anything and everything goes. I wonder if that's the case where the rainbow is concerned. I wonder if there have been those who turned this sign and token of God's grace into a symbol of lewdness. Genesis chapter 9 and verse 16 God said, the rainbow shall be, oh, this is powerful. The rainbow shall be, watch this now, in the cloud. Let me read it again. The rainbow shall be in the cloud. And I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. Of course, in the days of Noah, clouds brought about the destruction of the world. So it it would stand the reason that it's significant that God places the sign of his promise. Watch this in the clouds. When the storm clouds gather in threatening uh, thoughts towards judgment, threatening calamity, God places a reminder that it's not judgment day yet. We haven't got to that yet. A rainbow shows the presence. The rainbow shows the presence of light in the midst of darkness. You know, the rainbow arcs like a, uh, no pun intended there, right? The rainbow arcs. Uh, Anyway, the rainbow arcs like a battle bow hung against the clouds. Actually, the Hebrew word for rainbow uh, in English is is Q-E-S-E-T. It's also the word for a battle bow. In other words, when God showed this rainbow after what happened with the flood, God is saying the bow is now put away. The bow is now put away. It's hung in place by the clouds, suggesting that the battle, the storm is over. And thus the rainbow speaks of peace. Against the black storm clouds, God's war bow is is transformed into a rainbow. Watch this. I'm going to read that again. In the mist and against the black storm clouds, God's war bow is transformed into a rainbow. Watch this by the sunlight, by the light of the sun. (laughs) Can you, can you see something there? Can you connect something there? God's war bow is transformed into a rainbow by the sunlight of his mercy and grace. God is, is at is at peace, excuse me there, with his covenant people. Go to Ezekiel chapter one, Ezekiel chapter one, and uh, let's move on. So point number one, the rainbow is a sign of grace in the aftermath of judgment. 
where sin abounded, grace does much more abound. We see that the wickedness of man was great. It was getting to a point that God was sorry that he had made man. He was grieved in his heart. He said, I'll destroy man that I've created. It's almost looking like that that God missed it by creating people. But Noah validates what God did. Isn't that a crazy thought? (laughs) That one man's obedience, that one man honoring God validated God? If there is no Noah, then God is right. God missed it. Maybe, Maybe you shouldn't have done this, God. But Noah having that heart for God. Oh, man. Ah, that's a powerful thought. The rainbow is a sign of God's grace. Jews said that there would be those who would turn the grace of God into lewdness. So the rainbow being a sign of God's grace, has there been anyone who's taken this rainbow, this precious rainbow, who is what is that is a symbol of God's mercy and grace? Has there been those who've turned it into lewdness? Well, you know, that's the case. According to the scriptures. Ezekiel chapter 1 and verse 26 through 28, we're reading rainbow. We're we're reading the rainbow. We're finding out what does God say about the rainbow. Ezekiel chapter 1, 26 through 28, Ezekiel's caught up. He has a vision of the Lord and the wheel uh, within the wheel. This is just, ah, man, just an amazing experience. You ought to take your AI, right, and, and have him generate these things. I'm sure that, that, that they already did that. But, but I'm telling you, what a, what a picture that is seen here. And even AI can, can adequately uh, depict the, the awesomeness and splendor of this moment. And he says in Ezekiel 1, 26 through 28, and above the firmament, the firmament, over their heads was a likeness of a throne and in the appearance like a sapphire stone on the likeness of the throne was a likeness with the appearance of man high above it or of a man high above it. Also from the appearance of his waist and upward, I saw as it were the cloud of amber with the appearance of fire all around within it. And from the appearance of his waist and downward, I saw as it were the appearance of fire with brightness all around, like the appearance of a rainbow in a cloud on a rainy day. So was the appearance of the brightness all around it. Watch this part. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. So when I saw it, I fell on my face and I heard a voice of one speaking. Point number two, I want to connect, show the connection between the rainbow and the glory. Notice what he says here. Um, Verse 27, I believe it was like the appearance of a rainbow in a cloud on a rainy day. So was the appearance of the brightness all around it. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. In Revelation chapter four in verse two through three, John is caught up here and he was in the spirit and he says, behold, a throne set in heaven and one set on the throne. And he who sat there was like a Jasper and Sardis stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an amber. So we see here, that there is a rainbow, come on now, around God's throne. 
It's interesting that in Genesis, the appearance of the rainbow followed the judgment and was a sign of God's covenant never to destroy the earth by water. But here in Ezekiel and in Revelation, the presence of the rainbow precedes or is in the midst of the announcement of God's judgment. So in Genesis, the appearance of the rainbow followed the judgment. In Ezekiel and Revelations, the appearance of the rainbow is during the judgment or in the midst of the judgment. The rainbow here is a sign of the glorious presence of God. And in the context of his first use in Genesis, we connect with that. It's a reminder that his mercy will triumph over judgment. He's saying here in the midst of the storm, because usually the rainbow shows up when the storm is over. Right. But Ezekiel saw the rainbow during the storm, because if you look at previous verses, Ezekiel is caught up and he's seeing a storm and he saw that rainbow that we just read about. So Ezekiel sees the rainbow during the storm and it completely encircled the throne. Once again, it's a symbol of God's grace. The rainbow assures us that the Lord is with us and he will not forsake us, especially when you and I find ourselves going through a storm. It's a rekindler of hope that God can and will help us. And it's assurance that nothing, including geographic location, can separate us from God. Or Romans 8 reveals to us, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Because in Ezekiel, this is after the exile, after the people had forsaken God, after the people had left the covenant of God. And therefore, this is how uh, Nebuchadnezzar and different ones came in and, and just wreaked havoc and got them out and exiled the children of Israel from the land that God promised to the ancestors, that God promised to Abraham because of the children of Israel's perpetual disobedience. Yet in the midst of it, Ezekiel sees the rainbow in the middle of the throne. God saying to his people, yes, you missed it and you missed it terribly, but I'm not leaving. I made a covenant with you. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. This is what the rainbow represents. The glory, the glorious presence of God walking with you, walking with me through trials, through tribulations, even some things that we did that were self-inflicted, that if we will just repent, if we will come back to him, not run from him, but run to him, that that rainbow will always encircle the throne. And Revelation reveals to us that Jesus stand, is sitting in the midst of the throne, in the midst of that rainbow. Ah, God, man, I'm, I'm trying to stay calm, y'all. Watch this, though. Ezekiel said that the, the rainbow was like the appearance of the glory of the Lord. In the New Testament, 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 6, Paul says that the God commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our lights to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. Watch this. In the face of of Jesus Christ. If you back up to verse three, it says this, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe. Why does he do that? Lest the light of the gospel of the what? Of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. The glory is the gospel 
and the gospel is the glory. The glory is the light of the gospel. The glory is the light that is revealed in the gospel. The glory is in the face of Jesus Christ. <laughs> so in other words, the rainbow in Ezekiel is, is, is called the likeness of the glory of God. In Corinthians, the glory is, is revealed as being in the face of Jesus and that that glory shines through the gospel. So in other words, the rainbow can represent the glorious gospel of what God did for us in Jesus. That in the midst of our sin, in the midst of man's folly, in the midst of man uh, being evil, man doing things that are not right, that are not just, that even while, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That in the midst of it, he did not leave. Because, well, let's go all the way back to Genesis, point all the way back to Genesis, God made a covenant between humanity. He made a covenant that he wasn't going to flood the earth. <laughs> he made a covenant. And that covenant extends all the way through. And to see the broader picture of this said covenant, you must study the rainbow. And you see how large and how vast this covenant is. Let me say this too. There's been a movement that I've seen on social media, especially during this time of June, about people saying, let's bring back the rainbow. Let's just, let's reclaim the rainbow, bless God. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not reclaiming no rainbow. Jesus, Jesus said, well, God said, the rainbow's mine. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that rainbow's his. <laughs> Listen, I don't care what no people say. I don't care what a group of people say who, whether they realize it or not, are turning the grace of God into lewdness. I don't care what they say. I don't care what, 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 how many flags they got on their property. That rainbow is his. He said, I set my rainbow. It's his. It belongs to him. <laughs> We're talking about taking back the rainbow. Oh, we got to take back the rainbow. Listen, you can't make the rainbow pop up at the begin with. You can't make the rainbow appear in the sky. <laughs> You, you can't, those who, who, who use it and who have twisted the grace of God, like I said, whether they realize it or not, some people don't even realize that that's what they're doing. They don't, they don't have ownership of the rainbow. God said, that's mine. I'm a set. Oh, I love the wordages that he used. Oh, he's so smart. He's so wise. He said, I'm a set my rainbow. Read it again in Genesis chapter nine. Read it again. He says specifically, my rainbow. Ah, that's point number two. What was point number two? Well, the rainbow and the glory. The rainbow uh, was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord, according to uh, Ezekiel 128. And we see that the glory in the New Testament is revealed in the face of Jesus. We see that that light of the glory comes in the gospel of the glory, through the agency of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God that would shine on us. And, I'm, I, and I'm, I want to say to you that when that glorious gospel shines, it's not a white light. It's not a white blinding light. I believe if we saw it in the realm of the spirit, I believe that that light of the gospel going forth would look like a rainbow. 
Point number three, the token of the covenant. Revelations chapter 10 and verse one says this. John is caught up in the spirit, obviously. He says, I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven. He was clothed with a cloud and a rainbow was on his head. (laughs) And his face was like the sun and his feet like pillars of fire. Here's my question. Is this angel Jesus? There are some commentators that believe it's Michael, the archangel. And there are some commentators who believe it's Jesus. Let's read this description again. Genesis, excuse me, Revelation chapter 10, verse 1. I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was on his head. His face was like the sun, and his feet like pillars of fire. The description given here uh, matches up with the description of Jesus in Revelation chapter 1, 15 through 16. And let me read that to you. This is John describing Jesus, the glorified Jesus. His feet were like fine brass as if refined in a furnace. And his voice is the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. Watch this. And his countenance was like the sun shining in his strength. So his feet are fine brass as if, excuse me, as if refined in a furnace. So you would say his feet like pillars of fire. And then it says his countenance was like the sun shining in his strength. Well, in Revelation chapter 10, verse 1, it says about the angel, he was clothed with a cloud. We see that also in Revelation with Jesus about him coming in the clouds. Behold, he comes riding on the clouds. You know, that's not just a song that by Miss uh, Judy Jacobs. He understand. Was that Miss Judy Jacobs? I think it was Miss Judy Jacobs. It's not just a song by her. Now, this is reality. All right. You can let stuff become songs and stuff and then it becomes this little cute thing. Now, this is the real deal. Holy field. (laughs) You follow me? Come on now. The rainbow represents God's covenant with humanity and his people. And I believe that we see in Revelation chapter 10, verse one, we see Jesus. This is Jesus, because in the next chapter, chapter 11, uh, the angel says here, I'm going to send my two witnesses. In Revelation chapter 11, that would sound that now for the angel to say that for any angel to say that the two witnesses are his two witnesses, <laughs> that is like, that's, that's kick you out of heaven status. You know what I'm saying? You're in danger of getting fired. But if it's the Lord Jesus Christ, you have to remember this as well. In the old Testament, Jesus is referred to more than one occasion as the angel of the Lord. Jesus pops up in the Old Testament in Genesis as the angel of the Lord and in other places there. Why do I bring all this up? Well, let's read it again. Revelations 10, Revelation chapter 10 and verse 1. I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, watch this part, and a rainbow was on his head. The rainbow, like I said earlier, represents God's covenant with humanity and his people. Where was the rainbow located? It was on his head. 
The Bible says in Ephesians 5 and verse 23 that Christ is the head of the church. Where was the rainbow located on this another mighty angel? Where was this rainbow located? It was on his head. The rainbow on his head shows that God, watch this, is always mindful of us. It shows that God is always mindful of his covenant with us. Even in the worst of times, and he will not suffer his church to be overwhelmed, and he will not allow the gates of hell to prevail against it. Psalms 115 verse 12 says this, the Lord has been mindful of us and he will bless us he will bless the house of israel and he will bless the house of aaron why do i bring all this up it's simple the rainbow being on his head is to me shows the mindfulness of god that he is mindful of his covenant with humanity and his church even in the darkest times, you talk about dark times here in Revelation, man, when this in this context of what's going on in the church at this time. Oh, my goodness. But Jesus shows up with the rainbow on his head. The crown of thorns has been replaced with the rainbow. I, be, I believe that's my personal conviction. Maybe it's not the Lord. Jesus. Maybe you don't believe it's the Lord Jesus Christ. But I believe based on the descriptions we have of Christ in the same book that this is the Lord Jesus Christ himself and the fact that he said i'm sending my two witnesses in the next chapter of chapter 11 i want to recap everything real quick number one point number one the rainbow is a sign of the grace of god in the aftermath of judgment the rainbow showed up after the judgment sin abounded but grace did much more abound because noah found grace in the sight of god and god showed forth his grace and showed forth the token of the covenant uh, with the rainbow and there are those, the Jews said, that would come and turn the grace of God into lewdness. And that's what we've seen where the rainbow is concerned. The rainbow arches like a battle bow. The, this, this Hebrew word for rainbow is used for a battle bow. So in this context, in Noah, God is saying the bow is put away. The, 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 it's hung in place by the clouds. The battle is over. The storm is over. Notice that the... Notice that he said that I'm going to make my rainbow to shine. Let me read it again. Genesis 9, 16. The rainbow, watch this, shall be in the cloud. He put his promise in the clouds. When there's darkness, when there's adversity, when there seems to be no way out, God said that the rainbow will be in the clouds to remind you of my faithfulness. And, and that's the grace of God. And it's been turned into lewdness. Point number two, the rainbow represents the glory of God. We saw that in Ezekiel. He said it was like a rainbow, and the appearance of it was like the likeness of the glory of God. We see that that, that rainbow is around the throne in Revelation chapter 4, uh, 2 and 3, verses 2 and 3. We see that God has commanded that this rainbow be around as a sign of his covenant in point number three it's a token of his covenant of grace we see that that rainbow representing the glory also has to do with the gospel when the gospel shines i believe that that shining the glistening that 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 shining is not a white blinding light but if we saw it in the spirit that shining would reminisce would would appear like a rainbow 
when the glorious light of the gospel comes in. It's a token of God's covenant. The rainbow is on his head. He's mindful of us. He's mindful of his covenant with humanity because Christ is the head of the church. That's his people. That is people who are a part of humanity. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not saying let's take the rainbow back. All I'm saying is let's read about the rainbow. Let's read the rainbow. Let's teach our kids about the rainbow. Let's not let's not back away from the rainbow now. Don't back away from the rainbow. Don't do that. Teach your kids about the rainbow. Tell them what it really represents, what it really stands for. And in so doing, we ourselves will become mindful of his covenant. For his covenant, he won't break, nor alter the thing that has gone forth from his mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, let's be mindful of what the rainbow represents. Let's be more vocal about what we're for instead of being against people. For flesh and blood have never and will never be our foe. Let's be more vocal about what we are for. Sure, there are times that you need to address things. Of course, obviously, 100%. We see it in the gospel accounts where Paul had to deal with things that were going on in the church. We see it. It's, it's true. It's, it's appropriate. But more often than not, what was Paul re doing? Reminding the church of who they are in Christ. Let's be more vocal about who we are instead of about who we once were. And going against people who don't have that light, who don't have that knowledge. The rainbow is a reminder of God's covenant. It's a sign of grace in the aftermath of judgment. The rainbow is a sign, is a reminder of the glory of God, the glorious presence of God, even in the midst of judgment, even when we missed it. A reminder that mercy will triumph over judgment. The rainbow is the token of the covenant, bless God. It is the one that is worn upon the head of Christ, for he is ever mindful of his bride. Let me pray for you. Father God, thank you so much for this time, this season. I pray that my heart was conveyed and that things were, were done in a uh, decent way and not in judgment to anybody, Father. Help us to become more aware of what we're for and who we are in Christ than being against people who's the enemy, who the enemy has blinded the minds of. And Father, help us to communicate this gospel, speaking the truth in love, speaking the truth boldly in love to help those who are born again to grow up and to not compromise, but to shine and to shine from the glorious gospel of Christ, which I believe, Father, would represent and would resemble a rainbow shining through the clouds. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, listen, I got you out of here early this time. Praise God. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you can. Let us know that Greater Than Podcast is blessing you. My name's Elijah Murrow. Don't you ever forget this now. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening to the Greater Than Podcast. To find out more, visit our website at murrowministries.com.